Hey everyone, at least once a day, my daughter freaks out because a wasp might fly too close to her and then she starts demanding that I kill it. And she's not the only one. We all have a hate-hate relationship with wasps, but our bug expert and rice biology professor Scott Solomon joins lead producer Dina Kespa to explain why we should stop killing wasps and embrace those scary-looking mud nests that we see around the house. It's Thursday, August 10th, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanli, and here's what Houston's talking about. Scott, welcome back to CityCast. How have you been? Hey, Dina. Uh, great. How about you? I've missed you. I love talking bugs. You know that. <laughs> well, you know I'm always up for talking bugs. <laughs> All right. Before we get into talking about wasps, I have to ask, have you ever eaten a bug for fun? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for fun and uh, because they're delicious. Oh, oh my Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to yuck someone's yum. You know, this is definitely something that people eat in different cultures. Me personally, I won't willingly eat it if you sneak it into my food and then tell me way after and I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I, I think you could get away with it. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind. Uh, next time we have a meal together. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might want to uh, be careful about what you're eating. <laughs> Ooh, noted. <laughs> but it'll be delicious, I promise. <laughs> All right, let's talk wasps. I detest wasps just as much as I hate roaches. I hate wasps. <laughs> I must ask, are these disgusting little thingies, are they native to Houston? Oh, the poor wasps. Uh, so, well, <laughs> many of them are. And my guess is that most of the wasps that you um, interact with on a regular basis are native to our area. Um, and I would say many of them actually do really important things. See, from what I remember is that they were killing bees and that you're supposed to kill a wasp unless there's a different breed of wasp that, that we're supposed to be killing that's out there eating our bees. Actually, most of the wasps in our area are really important native uh, predators, parasites, um, and for the most part, uh, they're not doing anything to, to bees. So actually, many of them are like predators of spiders, predators of cockroaches, mm. predators of things that you probably would rather have fewer wow. of. And so in many ways, keeping wasps around, it's kind of like having natural pest control. Wow. But is there a wasp that does attack bees? So I think uh, one that made the the headlines fairly recently was uh, something called the murder hornet. Do you remember when that was in the news? Mm, yes. People were all, yeah. all concerned about murder hornets, which partly, yeah. I mean, when you call it a murder hornet, of course, it sounds terrifying. Um, and those actually are predators of bees. And they're not native mm. to North America. They're native to East Asia, oh. uh, but a few of them somehow made their way over to the Pacific Northwest. And in that area, they were a concern for, for bees, for honeybees. And so uh, mm. that made a lot of, of news headlines, but they're not found in Texas. Uh, so we don't have mm. to worry about murder hornets here. Okay, that's good to know. Is it just me or do I feel like there's just a lot more wasps these days flying around? Yeah, I mean, I think part of what you probably are experiencing is just some of the natural life cycle of a lot of the wasps that live in our area, because 
They have, you know, laid their eggs in the spring and a lot of those eggs mm. have now hatched and the adult wasps are kind of out doing their thing for much of the summer. So that's probably what you're experiencing is just the sort of natural life cycle of the wasps. And that means, yeah, there, there can be more uh, adult wasps flying around doing their thing, you know, um, in these, these warm summer months. Mm. But that's just kind of the natural uh, cycle for these wasps. Oh, I got you. And why do they always build their nests like right next to our homes? I mean, is there something specific that attracts them to the area? I think they just want to be close to you, Dina. I think, you know, that they, <laughs> they just like you. Um, no, I mean, basically, I think it's our homes are actually good habitat for many uh, of the species of wasps mm. in our area. So, I mean, I can give you some examples, right? So, one of the most yeah. common wasps that people see in, in the Houston area are um, a few different species of paper wasps. These are the ones that they basically, they build a nest that looks like it's kind of made out of like cardboard. And that's basically what it is. Yeah. It's kind of hanging by mm. a little thread, right? And then you see kind of the nest mm -hmm. structure that has the little um, cavities where they they lay their eggs. And uh, those species do like to be in protected overhanging areas. So like out in nature, mm -hmm. they would maybe make a nest like in a cave or under a cliff overhang or on the underside of a branch. But your you know mm -hmm. front porch or under your gutter or something like that, that's a really great spot for them because it's protected from the rain. It's you know a little bit of protection from uh, predators and it's a good place for them to, to raise their young. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. I've always been bothered by them, to be honest, <laughs> even though it's, it looks magnificent to see that they can build that. But it's like the second you're coming home, there's always like a bunch of them buzzing around, almost like they're coming home just when I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> yeah. But like, how do you get rid of these nests? Yeah. I mean, they're out during the day and they're uh, in the case of the paper wasps, they're out, uh, you know, trying to hunt and find um some food to come back and, and feed to their young. So, you know, their their mm. colonies are structured kind of like honeybees where there are workers, there's a queen, and they all help to raise the young. But that's different from another kind of mm. wasp that you might also uh, be seeing, for example, around your home, on front porch, and, and that kind of environment. And those are the mud daubers. And I think probably most listeners mm. are familiar with with mud daubers because they make a nest that just looks like somebody flung some wet mud and and it's stuck to the mm, wall or yeah. stuck to the ceiling, right? Um, but yeah. those wasps, they're actually really different. Um, they are not social wasps. And what that means is that mm. they don't cooperate to raise their young. So a single oh. queen will make one of those nests, that mud thing that looks like it's just somebody stuck it on to your, to your wall. Uh, that's actually the nest. Mm. And it is going to have um, an egg inside or multiple eggs inside of uh, an empty chamber. If you were to open that mud structure up, you would find that it's mm -hmm. hollow. And inside is going to be actually the wasp larva that grows and develops inside there. But the really amazing and, and crazy thing mm -hmm. is that what they do, the female wasps are going to set those uh, babies, those baby wasps up for success by giving them food along with a protected environment. And their food are spiders. So they actually oh. sting a spider, but the sting doesn't kill the spider. It just paralyzes it. And then they capture Whoa. that spider and they bring it in and they stick it inside that little chamber. 
And so this, the spider is alive, but it can't move. I mean, it's like something from a horror movie. God. Right? Literally, then, I was thinking this is a horror movie. <laughs> it is a horror movie if you're the spider. Um, but, you know, from another perspective, it's like, oh, what a what a caring mother. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, this, the wasp has given its baby uh, a, a snack for when it is large enough to, you know, consume it. And so, actually, those mud daubers are doing you uh, a, a service, I guess, by you know minimizing the number of spiders <laughs> in the area. And they actually don't really—I mean, they can sting a person, but they mm-hmm. are not aggressive. They're really reluctant to sting. You have to kind of really force them to sting you if you like grabbed it um, and you know oh. were aggressive with it. It would probably sting to defend itself. But their venom wow. that they use to sting is, as I said, it's really about subduing a spider and paralyzing it. It's not really meant for defense. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. I'm just know, right? mortified at the <laughs> idea of her bringing a, a, like a paralyzed spider to yeah. her babies and like, here you go. Now kill, you know, on cue. It's like yeah. wild. It is. So, you know, one of the things that's interesting is that there's this tradition in the South and, and you know, here in the Houston area as well, that people um, will often paint the ceiling of their porch a, mm-hmm. a, like a sky blue color. That's like a really traditional uh, color to use in painting a, um, a porch ceiling. Right. And it turns out that the, the reason is that traditionally uh, people thought that if you paint your porch that color, that mud daubers won't build their nests on uh, on the ceiling and it turns out that there is some truth in that because the types of paint that used to be used actually had a natural insecticide in them but typically they don't anymore so they would be you know using paint with lye and that would naturally serve as a way of um of of keeping those wasps away but it's interesting that this the tradition still exists you still often see that light blue kind of sky blue (laughs) color on the on the porch ceiling um and people have the sense that it helps to keep the mud daubers away but i think for the most part today it just kind of looks nice yeah (laughs) wow so then how do you get rid of these nests if you don't have your house painted you know with lime or anything like that so i mean really the only way to get rid of them is just to you know knock them down individually right so you know you can power wash Mm. your building your porch and um and, and, you know, get rid of the mud daubers or for the paper wasps, you know, you need to be careful um, because obviously they can sting. And the best way to remove those is with one of those like insecticide sprays that can shoot a really long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty mm-hmm. effective. But, okay. you know, I would say just decide whether it really is posing a, a danger to you. In many cases, if it's in a place that you're not going to be regularly going and interacting with them, these wasps aren't generally aggressive unless you're threatening their Mm. nests. And if you're threatening their nests, then of course, they're going to defend themselves. So if you do have to remove them, you can do it that way. But, you know, otherwise, Mm. maybe just kind of let them do their thing. And and like I said, they are natural pest control. So they're going to help keep the populations of other insects a little bit lower. So if you're gardening, for example, wow. you know, you might have uh, some issues with pest insects in your garden. And a lot of these wasps are going to help to control those. 
Wow. You know, I got to talk to you about this trend that I'm seeing on TikTok of people using a, like a glass of gasoline and water and soap, like this combination to get wasps away from their homes. And literally you just see the wasps fall into the cup, like just drop in there. What is it about this method that's causing them to do that? Oh my gosh, that sounds super dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds to me like they're just poisoning them with, uh, you know, really nasty chemicals. So I would be yeah. very cautious about doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. I would recommend using either one of the kind of insecticide sprays that you can get from, you know, your local hardware store or a place like that, or, um, or contacting mm -hmm. a, a pest control professional. I mean, some of the, mm -hmm. the insects that it, it, some of the wasps that people have had painful encounters with wasps that that do sting mm -hmm. people from time to time, things like, for example, mm -hmm. yellow jackets, I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. I've had uh, some painful encounters with yellow jackets. These are, are wasps that usually make nests in the ground. And they are social Ooh. wasps. And so all the social wasps are going to defend their nests because they're protecting their mm. the young. And so for me, it was mm. out in the garden and I didn't know there was a yellow jacket nest there and I was digging. And all of a sudden, it felt like someone had stuck a hot needle in my head and I had gotten stung Ooh. on the scalp, which is a really unpleasant oh place to get stung by anything and especially yeah. a yellow jacket. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> so, ow. Yeah, th those aren't fun. But again, they're not going to you know, be aggressive unless you're threatening their nest. I just didn't know there was a nest mm. there. So if you have a situation like that where you become aware that there is a yellow jacket nest in the ground somewhere, um, there are some insecticides that come in a powdered form that can be used that you can apply. And that those are pretty effective. I would recommend uh, having that done by a professional pest control specialist, though, because, again, they can be aggressive and and you don't want to get stung by them. But if the nest is not in an area where it's really kind of in your way, then just leave them be. Hmm. Houston's original neighborhood downtown is for everyone and it's poppin'. It's our open-hearted home for our biggest celebrations and our treasured hidden gems. From the world-class theater district to incredible green spaces like Discovery Green, downtown is the place to be. In fact, more people visited downtown Houston last year than the entire population of Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio combined. There's no better time to live downtown than now. From starter apartments to luxury lofts, everyone can take advantage of the arts, business, culture, entertainment, food, and recreation. Now, you might think of downtown as only the heartbeat of Houston's regional economy, which it is, but there's so much more to it, including free events throughout the week with Downtown Houston Plus. From the Market Square Park Farmer's Market every Saturday to Yoga Flow every Wednesday, you can find something to do and eat and watch in Downtown Houston. Learn more at downtownhouston.org. Downtown Town Houston, get energized and revived. You mentioned this early on, and I kind of just wanted to dive deeper in there, but what purpose do they serve for the environment other than being natural pest control? Well, natural pest control is a big part, <laughs> you know, not just for, for kind of, you know, human uh, garden pests or for, you know, pests of, uh, of our homes, but they just kind of keep the populations of other types of insects and other critters in check. Mm. So, you know, an interesting example are the tarantula hawks. These are actually, oh to me, I think one of the most spectacular uh, wasps. If if you've ever seen one, they're very large. So if you see one, 
it might be a little bit alarming because you think, oh my gosh, look at the size of that wasp. It seems really scary. But they're really not, you know, kind of like mud daubers. They are not uh, aggressive towards people. They're not interested in stinging you unless unless you give them a good reason to. Mm. But they get the name tarantula hawks because they are not just predators of tarantulas and other spiders, but they actually are what is called parasitoids. Mm. And this is a really cool life cycle that is unique to insects, actually. Oh. And what it is, is they, they don't just paralyze the spider. They actually lay their eggs in the body of the oh, spider. Oh, whoa. And the wasp larva, yeah, the wasp larva actually feeds on the internal organs of the spider as the spider is alive and going around and, and doing its thing. And they avoid feeding on the essential organs because the spider needs to stay alive so the wasp can complete its development. And then once it has completed its development, they emerge out of the body of the spider and that kills the spider. So it's a kind of a gruesome oh <laughs> life God. cycle to have. I wish I can describe <laughs> my face right now to listeners, but I'm absolutely <laughs> horrified. <laughs> Is it a big giant smile, Dina? No. <laughs> it's like a shock. My jaw is on the floor. I'm like, what the? F oh, my God. My, I want to jump out of my body. Like, this is just so cringe. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, if you see a tarantula hawk, you got to just kind of pause for a minute and watch it. Because often what you see is they're on the ground and you'll see their antennae moving around really rapidly. And they're usually searching for spiders. So if wow. you see a tarantula hawk, just just watch it for a little bit. And chances are you might actually get a chance to see it catching a spider and injecting an egg into that spider, which is just one of those crazy wild things that that happens out in our backyards that most people aren't even aware of. Wow. I am just wow. Speechless. <laughs> I feel like have we <laughs> did we scare our listeners or did we encourage them to want to like kill them all? Like, I don't know. I don't know where the balance is. Well, you know, I'll tell you about another one that that you might uh, have in your home. And this sounds like, you know, alarming too. But, uh, you know, you said at the beginning that you're not real uh, excited about cockroaches. Well, there is yeah. a wasp that specifically attacks cockroaches. Huh. And this is actually an example of a wasp that is common in our area, but it's not native. These are called ensign wasps. Mm. So they're not native, but they do help to control cockroaches. Wow. And so what they do is they lay their eggs not in the bodies of cockroaches, but in the egg cases that cockroaches lay. Oh. So they will prevent the cockroaches from being able to reproduce. Wow. And these wasps, they are, they're kind of weird looking. They don't look like normal wasps. A lot of times mm -hmm. people see them and they think it's a fly. If you look wow. at it carefully, they've got long legs and it looks like they're missing an abdomen. But if you look <laughs> even more closely, and you got to get up pretty close to see this, they do have an abdomen. It's just a really small one and it's kind of located high up on the body in wow. kind of a weird location. So they're a really unusual looking wasp, but they do a really important job, which is to help to control cockroach populations. So if you see one of those in your house, I would recommend not killing it because yeah. they're going to help to uh, to control your cockroaches. And don't we know we've got a cockroach problem in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit I am not a huge fan of cockroaches. I can tolerate <laughs> them, but they're not my favorite. <laughs> Noted. So the message here is basically leave the wasps alone, right? 
you know, the message is, yeah, if you can leave them alone, then then I recommend it because they are doing important jobs out there in the ecosystem. And although some of them can be dangerous, most of them are not. So mm -hmm. I do want to be clear that there are people that have allergies to wasp stings, just like to mm -hmm. bee stings and to other insect stings. And for those people, they really do need to be cautious around mm -hmm. wasps. And if you don't know if you have a an allergy, then you also probably should be cautious. But it's really only a small number of the wasps in our area that are likely to sting at all. And mm -hmm. uh, for most of them, you have to really be doing something to threaten the nest. So mm -hmm. I think it happens most often where somebody it inadvertently stumbles upon a nest and the wasps perceive that as a threat and then they defend themselves. Mm -hmm. um, the other way is if people are trying to remove the nest, and maybe aren't being real careful about it, then you know you could get stung. So my advice, avoid them if you can. If you mm. have to remove them, do so cautiously or contact a, a pest control professional. I think that's solid advice. Honestly, I feel like, not that I've changed my mind, but as someone who has yet and hopefully keeping my finger, fingers crossed here, I don't get bit by a wasp. I don't know if I'm allergic, so I'm just going to try to keep avoiding them and just do my thing. They can live wherever they want to live, just far away from my house. Fair enough. Thanks so much, Scott. This has been so great. I really appreciate you kind of just telling me all the details about wasps. I'm really fascinated. Happy to do it, Dina. Anytime. That was Scott Solomon with lead producer Dina Kespa. You can learn more about bugs and other wildlife in our area by checking out Scott's website with a link in our show notes. Before we go, I have the most Houston story ever, so get ready. HPD and Bark authorities had to rally earlier this week to capture a spider monkey on the loose on Telephone Road. I'm not making this up. The monkey bit a resident, and then we later found out that the monkey also got into a fight with a dog. Yes, seriously, again, I am not making this up. The craziest part of this? It is totally legal to own a spider monkey or any other monkey as long as it's not over 20 pounds as an adult. The monkey is currently at a wildlife center waiting to be reunited with its owner. Ah, I love you, H-Town. Never change. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. That honestly was, oh my God, I was cringing. And then I was like, wow, that's fascinating. And <laughs> ah, so many emotions. <laughs>